Today's first reading from the book of Job is one of the most sobering first readings, if not outright depressing first readings, of the entire liturgical cycle. Is not man's life on earth a drudgery is how it starts. And yet you think, okay, he's going to come around. He's going to say something better. No, no, it doesn't. It ends with, I shall not see happiness again. That is a very difficult message to hear. But in some way, all of us can relate to Job's heart, to Job's feelings in this reading. Because if we go to the book of Job, we see that Job is responding to having lost everything. His friendships, his family, his possessions, everything was lost. His health, he was in pain, he was suffering. And so, too, in many ways, all of us. Maybe not in every way like Job, but the last year, because it's pretty much been a year since COVID came on the scene, it has been a drudgery and toil. It has been exceptionally difficult just to get by. And then you add on top of that all of the issues and tensions and struggles within our families and relationships, our community, our country, our world, our church. And it can just seem overwhelming. We can feel lost, abandoned, lonely, isolated, afraid, scared, you name it. We can feel and have felt all of those things. And so we can sit with Job in our misery and our suffering and truly think from the depths of our heart, I shall not see happiness again. But then into this darkness, into this void, we heard the responsorial psalm. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. God comes into this world. God reveals himself. God became one of us. Not because we were worthy and exalted, but because we were brokenhearted and in need. God comes to us lowers himself and lifts us up from the depths of our hearts, from the depths of the world. This is how great God's love is for us, that he is like us in all things but sin. He saves us by dying for us. It is precisely for these moments and times and challenges that God comes to us. That Jesus walks into our room as he did into the room of Peter's mother-in-law. When we are down and out, when we are hurting and suffering, when we are at our moment of greatest despair and suffering and struggling and ill health and brokenness, Jesus walks into the room and takes our hand. This is why he came into the world. To heal us. To save us to give us hope in the darkness, to open our hearts for those who are in pain and suffering, to give us an ability to know that no matter how far we've strayed, no matter how dark the darkness in front of us, there is always hope, there is always light, and love is pursuing us fully and totally. God has come to save, to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus came into this world to heal us. 
And because we are all in this together, because we all recognize in one way, shape, or form how painful and difficult our times have been and are and perhaps will be, we can all, as Christian disciples, as followers of Jesus, turn to him and ask for healing. The first step in our own conversion, in our own happiness and joy, is recognizing and asking for healing, of seeing the areas in my life where I am broken and in need, and asking for healing. Though healing comes in many forms, for us as Christians, it is absolutely necessary for us to have Christ at the center of that. It's important for us also to realize in healing that just because I've asked the Lord for healing and am seeking that, that I shouldn't also pursue other forms of healing. In fact, when we go to the sacrament of confession, God's sacrament of healing and mercy, yes, we are forgiven our sins, we are made right with God, but we are also given the grace to go out and to change our life. It doesn't end in sacrament of confession. In fact, our healing begins. And so, too, in our life when we face mental health issues or medical issues or things like that. Yes, we need the healing of counselors and doctors and all of those things. But at the foundation of it all, we must have Christ. Because he is the one who is going to bring us joy and hope. Even in our last hours, our darkest hours, our insurmountable hurdles. Christ will show us his light and show us his glory. And Jesus shows us the importance of seeking God every moment of the day. That even in Jesus' life where the crowds are crushing in upon him, asking him for his help and for his healing, he takes time to set apart for prayer. We need relationship, daily relationship and communication with God. We need to pray each and every day with meaning, with substance, with open hearts so that God can come into our life and heal us. Sometimes we need other people to teach us how to pray. Just like Peter and Andrew, they bring Jesus to Peter's mother-in-law, so too sometimes people need to be brought to us to help us experience and encounter Jesus. If you're feeling far from the Lord, Turn to the holiest person in your life and ask for help. Teach me how to pray. Show me what I need to do. Set a resolution, perhaps, for Lent, which starts in just a week and a half, to pray every day. Open the scriptures. Read the day's gospel. Talk to God. Let him heal you each and every day. And not only do we need the healing that comes from prayer, we also need the healing that comes from the sacraments. The Eucharist and Holy Confession as first and foremost. We need Jesus in our life. He has given us these sacraments so we can experience him directly through the power of and the grace of those sacraments. And yes, it's difficult because of the pandemic and all of that, but set up a time to come and talk with a priest, ask for confession, with social distancing, mass, even do it outside if need be. We are willing and able and desiring to bring these sacraments to you. Will you ask the Lord to be healed? Because here's the beauty, brothers and sisters. The Lord doesn't just come to heal us. He comes to empower us and to invite us into his mission. We are healed so that we can then be sent into the world as the missionaries that we are called to be. St. Paul says it so beautifully in the second reading. 
If I preach the gospel, this is no reason for me to boast, for an obligation has been imposed on me. And woe to me if I do not preach it. And then he says at the end there that he came and he came to be like everyone else. And he doesn't strive to be like the rich and the powerful, but the weak and the lowly. The beauty of God's healing is that in our own healing, he then empowers us to bring healing to others in that same way. The areas where we are most broken, most in need, where we are healed and given the greatest graces, then become, as St. Paul says in the letter to the Romans, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. We discover and understand where we have been healed by God. God offers healing to the world through that healing in us. Last night, I was talking with my best friend. We've been best friends for over 20 years. And I, was, I said it at one point that, you know, I'm not, just, I, I strive to, to follow Jesus with all of my life. And he started laughing at me. And it was, he can, he can do that. He's my best friend. And I was like, why are you laughing? He's because he's like, I always find it so hilarious that you're working at a college ministry because you were not following Jesus when you were in college. <laughs> and he's like, I had a front row seat for all of that. And I was, yeah, but this is the beauty of it. This is, the, this is how healing and the healing of Christ works. That here I am, broken, and still very broken, but striving to be healed by God so that in some way, shape, or form, I can be a vessel, a channel of that grace and healing for all of you. And we are all called to this in different ways. Not all are called to be priests or nuns or sisters, but some are. But we are all called to be healed so that we can lead others to Jesus. This is the mission of the church This is the mission for which Jesus was sent, to bring healing and salvation to all. And to be healed by Christ is to be incorporated into that mission. We are called to be like Jesus. Jesus did not need to be healed. We do. But he offers you and me that healing, that radical healing each and every day. And when he heals us, when we recognize our need to be healed and take it to him, we are blessed infinitely. In the book of Job, this is the very beginning that we heard from, Job and his friends go back and forth trying to figure out what Job had done to offend God. And at the end of the book, Job finally recognizes the areas where he had failed God, where he had been angry with God, and he asks for healing. And God, in his blessedness and goodness toward Job, gives him twice as much than he had when he lost everything. Now, we're not going to be blessed, perhaps, in the same material ways as Job, but that story is a reminder and a challenge to us that when we come to the Lord and ask for healing, when we come from a time where we look at our life and think everything is drudgery and pain, when we give it to God, when we ask to be healed, and when we seek to be healed and to bring the healing into the world through the mission and ministry of the church. God is never outdone in generosity. God blesses us five, ten, a hundredfold. We need healing. We need healing in our world. We need healing in our hearts. Each one of us needs to be and to seek the healing that this world needs, to ask God to be healed so that we can be the preachers of healing, mercy, and love that the world so desperately needs right now. Yes, it is difficult, 
But through Christ, this moment can be the great moment of redemption and sanctification. That is the dawn of an age of healing, unity, and peace. May it be so in each one of our hearts. May it be so in the church and in the world.